Yo, 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 yo. What it do? What it do? Let's go. It's the Great Debate Show. Back. Better than ever, baby. The good guys. Jarvis Jeffries. Terrence Smith. Nick Ely. St. Nick Ely. We in the building. We in the building. We back and we better than ever. Let's get this thing cracking, cracking, cracking. And uh, we're finally doing an episode on an early, early, early uh, uh, Tuesday. Terrific. Terrific Tuesday, that is. And so I just want to say, Grand Rising, kings and queens out there, let's have a good day. Let's have a good week, a productive week. And um, as we, I don't own the copyrights to this, of course, as we listen to the tunes of Kanye West, most say good morning, I'll say Grand Rising. It was a wild and crazy Sunday in the NFL. Week six is in the books. Primetime football, Sunday night football. Eagles, Cowboys, we finally got that game going. It's came, it's gone, it's out the way. The Eagles are still undefeated. And, um, hey, maybe it's not hanging with Mr. Cooper Rush. Maybe I'm tripping. Sunday night it looked like hanging with Mr. Blooper, not hanging with Mr. Cooper. Uh, We'll see what's going to happen with Dallas and Dak. But last night, Monday night football, Denver, Oh, we were forced to watch the Broncos again in a primetime game. I think this is like the third, but it feels like the 33rd so far of the season. And they went against the L.A. Chargers. I thought the Broncos would get the win here. I was wrong uh, again with some of these picks. Terrence, uh, it looks like the Chargers are still a pretty good football team, even without Keenan Allen. Justin Herbert, rib injury, he's still pushing through. Denver's still trying to find their way. What is going on with Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos? This guy was 10 for 10 on Monday night, first first quarter, and then he finishes, what, 5 for 17 or something like that the rest of the way? This is bad offense. I don't know what they're trying to do, but they're making me look bad and not credible at all with the things that I've said with the Broncos. Can you tell me what you think is going on in Denver? Yeah, I think uh, for starters, there's just there's just too many issues. But I think the main issue to me is you have a rookie head coach who looks like a rookie head coach. I haven't seen too many times in, in, in my time of watching the NFL where they have to hire a coach to help a coach coach. You know, to me, that's just that's the, the head of the snake is already just not very smart. Hmm. Uh, you add that into the, into the fact that I don't think the receivers are just getting into separation. If you're Russell Wilson, you got to be waking up and kicking yourself in the in the back for um, leaving DK Metcalf, you know, who's who's really a reincarnated Terrell Owens with with his, uh, with the way as big as he is and how fast he is to have to go over and play with with Jerry Judah, who can't get can't get one centimeter of separation off off the second and third cornerbacks, let alone the first cornerback, and um, and then the offensive line. I mean, last now again. Offensive line, they're up against Khalil Mack and and, uh, and Bosa. You know, that's that's rough. And uh, the Chargers were blitzing quite a bit. So, you know, you, your time is going to be at a minimum. So if those receivers can't get open fast, you're going to end up taking a lot of hits or running for your soul. And I think Russell did quite a bit of both last night. And it's just it's just not going to make for a good offense. They are not letting Russell get out of the pocket. Uh, they, are, they are trying to make Russell a, a quote-unquote pro pocket quarterback and there's never never really been Russell's game. If anybody watched him closely in Seattle, 
his biggest and best players came when he could get out of the pocket and make some things happen. That's that Russ magic, and we're just not seeing enough of it. We saw some in the first quarter. Like, he scrambled and, and hit the tight end, and the next play he scrambled and hit the tight end on the, uh, on a wheel route for an easy touchdown. And, it, and this offense is and it's looking like, oh, all right, here we go. Yeah. And then they dialed it back. Yep. Yep, that's exactly what I thought. Here we go. And then yeah, yeah. nothing. I mean, I'm kind of the same way. The Broncos really make no sense on offense. Um, you know, we've been hearing this mantra about let Russ cook for the last probably two, three, four years, even before he got to Denver. And uh, if I was him, you know, you know, I, I agree with Terrence. I would have much rather been a chef with uh, with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett in the kitchen hmm. as opposed to Cortland Sutton and, and Jerry Judy. Uh, one thing I will say about the Broncos, though, whoever's fault it is, is not the defense. Because that damn Patrick Sertan, he got a good chance to be better than his daddy. And, and his daddy was a borderline Hall of Famer. So, yes, sir. Uh, whatever their problem is, it's not the defense's fault. That's right. That's right. I, I agree. I think some of the problem is the offensive line. It doesn't seem that they can protect Russell Wilson as good as they should, as good as he would like. I don't think Jerry Judy is what I thought Jerry Judy may have been or is. He's not. It doesn't seem. I see lack of separation. I see lack of wide receivers running good routes and getting open. Troy Aikman even brought that up several times last night on Monday Night Football. And uh, I, I just don't think the Broncos are as talented outside from the receiving core. They lost Tim Patrick, I believe his name is. He was pretty good, better than what I gave him credit for. My brother was telling me, hey, man, I don't know. They're having a few bodies dropping now, and that running back went down. The Broncos are probably going to be in the Christian McCaffrey sweepstakes. They're probably going to be in the Odell Beckham sweepstakes. It looks like they could use them both. I don't know what they look like salary cap-wise, but they paid Russell Wilson pretty Healthy and pretty fast, so hey, spend spend that Walmart money. They've got they've got plenty of money. <laughs> yeah, do something, man. Somebody, some, somebody's in those stores right now making them more money. They ain't yeah. losing anything. Right, spend that Walmart money. Well, they need to do something because it looks pretty bad in Denver. The Broncos lose yet another one. They fall to two and four on the season, and uh, the Chargers are now four and two. If I'm not mistaken, yes, four and two. Uh, I got them right so far in the AFC West, but I had Denver winning the division and the Chargers coming in second. <laughs> that's that's not looking like that's going to shape up into that form right now as of yet. All right, speaking of primetime football, Monday night was, yeah. Hey, anytime you see Lisa Salters talking to the kicker during the post-game interview, you know this wasn't the best, you know, entertaining NFL game to watch. It was okay. Yeah, the, the the best storyline behind that game was the kicker's bad hamstring. Seriously, that's exactly what it was. Seriously. And that's bad. It, it is. It, it's also pretty bad that that was the best, I, I would argue, of any Broncos primetime game we've seen this season. It was, that was actually. That's one to watch. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Okay, let's run through some of these football games. We'll start with Sunday Night Football on NBC, Cowboys-Eagles in Philadelphia. We were waiting on it all week long. It was the game of the week. Meek Mill was there. When I saw him, I was like, eh, this might not go the way I plan on it going for the Cowboys. Hang on, Mr. Cooper Rush. Oh, man. Looks like I played that out and ran it till the water runs dry. Till the water runs dry. It looks like there's no more water coming out of the well. Is he hanging with Mr. Cooper Rush or hanging with Mr. Blooper? He threw three picks, I believe, on Sunday night. It did not start off good, but he started to bounce back. They made a run. From 20 nothing to 2017, I'm like, uh-oh, here we go. Here we go. Here comes those Cowboys. And then flat, once again, the Eagles ran the football. They dominated 
this was really looking like a melee, as Nick said that he thought it would be, up until Lane Johnson went down. There's nothing I can say about the Eagles. I really have no flaws other than they ran the ball right up the gut on the Cowboys. A little surprising, right up the middle. Uh, they didn't throw as much, but hey, when something's working, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Uh, there's nothing to fix. I would ask you, Nick, are you a little concerned with all the RPOs I saw on Sunday night with Hurts, or is that just a part of the game? You know, hey, we're going to take what the defense gives us. They didn't want to, you know, get too cocky and just air it out too much because the running game was available. Uh, what do you think about that? And, again, hey, you were right, Nick. Your Cowboys, I mean, your Eagles did it again. They're still undefeated. They look like the best team in the league. You got it. You know, so, no, I, I, I was, I'm not concerned about it at all. And you really kind of took the words right out, of my, right out of my mouth. The MVP of that game for the Eagles, in my opinion, was Lane Johnson. Uh, you know, he played the whole first half, and I think I think he got a concussion right near the end of the first half. Mm -hmm. And the first half, Michael Parsons, you know, had zero zero quarterback pressures, zero sacks, uh, zero hits on, on Jalen Hurts. Um, we were able to run the ball right at him. The thing about that was that the Cowboys, um, their defensive front is more predicated on their speed um, as opposed to their size and their strength. And so, you know, when you got a team that, that is good at getting around you, make them have to go through you. And so that that's, you know, that I feel like really was the reason why we spent as we're a running team anyway, but certainly I think that's that's really why we spent more time running the ball um, Sunday night than maybe what, what we would have otherwise done. Um, but Lane Johnson obviously was a difference maker. I mean, he, he completely took Michael Parsons out of the game for the time that he was in there. Yeah. Um, and once he switched to the uh, to the backup there, uh, Jake, uh, Jack Driscoll, I think his name was, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you know, that's when Michael kind of started to have more of an impact. Uh, and that defense as a whole started to have more of an impact. But we got it back on schedule and, uh, you know, took care of a team that we, uh, we definitely should beat. And uh, it's still good to continue to be undefeated. Yeah. T, your thoughts? I knew that was coming. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of <laughs> course. I'm going to say it every week. Why not? As you should. Why as not? You should. Yes. Wear, wear that title until somebody, well, nobody can take it this season. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, man, you got to wear that. But, no, I, I think as far as Michael Parsons, that, that's that's the reason why they were running the RPOs. You know, hey, use this guy. Just just don't block him. Use whatever he does and just, and just use that against him. Uh, I think that the problem to me was the stubbornness of the Cowboys' defense because Michael Parsons is the one player you can move just about anywhere. So why constantly put him at the end if you know to run those RPOs and it's just not working? Um, so I, I think that was the biggest issue. But they were not going to beat the Eagles. It's just like I told you guys, Cooper Rush is going to have to win that game, and he just was not capable. You did. You and, to did. Me, and, to me, and to me, that's what it came down to. Yeah. They were going to make Cooper Rush have to beat them, not rely on the defense, not rely on the on the run game, which both of those still look pretty good. And I think this Cowboys team, sometimes it's, Jarvis is like in pro wrestling when you you know. Let's say if it's Bobby Lashley versus versus some uh, some jobber, right? Mm -hmm. This jobber gets in a series of five or six moves, and you're like, "Hey, this guy looks good. I want to see him again." You know? Yeah. And that's that's kind of how I feel about the uh, about the Cowboys here. Yeah. I want to see them when Dak is back, because now if if Dak does if Dak come back and doesn't hold the Cowboys back, uh, we might be looking at something pretty good here because that defense is good, that run game is good. Zeke looked looked the best he's looked in probably a couple of years last. Uh, Sunday night, yeah. uh, and and even Pollard still looks good. I think both of those guys went over their projected yards on um, on um, uh, Fanduel, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> so uh, I, I just I'm I'm very very anxious to see more of the Cowboys team once they're back to full strength, and it looks like they will be. I think next week. 
But uh, as far as the Eagles, man, it's going to take a lot to beat those guys. It's going to take somebody that can run the score up and make them abandon their run. The problem with that is they can still beat you through the air. They're just as good through the air, but they they run against their strength. Uh, and as far as running the score up, good luck because that defense is solid at every, at every level. Yep. So it's going to take a lot to beat the Eagles. A lot of people are still overlooking them. I don't know why, but I guess because they're so they're so damn enamored with uh with Kansas City and with Buffalo. But let me tell you, Kansas City or Buffalo, they don't want to see the Eagles right now. They do not want to see the Eagles right now. Yeah, and I I definitely remiss that we got out of this Eagles segment without mentioning our corners, uh, James Bradbury and Darius Slay. I was hey, locking it broadcast. down. I was listed on the broadcast that I saw it actually yesterday as well. Um, that is still true. Based on, on how the quarterback ratings work, quarterbacks would literally have a better rating lining up and spiking the ball every down than throwing to either one of those guys. Yep. Those guys are good, man. I thought Slay, I really was worried about Slay, like how good is he going to be at his age? How old is he? As a matter of fact, he's been around for a while. I don't know if he's going to play the same way he was as a Detroit Lion, but, man, was I wrong? Uh, he has a resurgence. Uh, Kelsey, how long has he been around? He's still blocking well. Uh, Lane Johnson, the the D-line, Fletcher Cox, how long has he been around? He's not getting older. I mean, these guys are Which still playing like good football. Best thing in the league. And they've got enough youth around everything and every position. And, so. even, and even Brandon Graham, he's been around for a long time. Brandon Graham he's was on, on, on the Super Bowl team, right? Yeah, yeah, for, yeah yes. He's been around 11 years. Yes, Brandon Graham as well. How could I forget him? And uh, look, so, yeah, the Eagles are good. They are the best team right now in the league. From top to bottom, I can't argue with that. We'll see if anything changes. The last time the Philadelphia Eagles were 6-0 to start a season was 2004. That was a Super Bowl season with McNabb and Terrell Owens. All right, uh, me and Terrence can't seem to win for losing. One week we win, the next week we lose. We're just very inconsistent these days. While Nick just wins, win, win, no matter what. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens lost last week. Terrence, me and you said that the Giants are the real deal. We're buying into whatever Brian Dable is selling, and Nick was – he wasn't quite sold on the Giants yet, yet we still pick your Ravens to win. That didn't happen. T, I know you got a lot – I know you don't have a lot of time here. We're pushing through this I morning. I got enough time, though. Give me the Ra- Give me the Ravens and the Giants game, hey, man. Man, I got time today. That's right. You That's know right. what? I, in, in all of my years, and I, I know to some it might not be that many, to some it might be a lot. That's, that's subjective, depending on who you ask. Yeah. But I've seen a lot of football. It's very, very rare that you find a team that is very good at losing games. The Ravens have not been beaten this season, but they've lost three games. Yeah. And it depends on how you use that word loss. I mean, they have they have provided the action to make themselves lose these games every time. And it's a damn shame. And at some point, Somebody's got to be held responsible. Now, I want to say about this game, I don't want to blame Harbaugh. I don't even want to blame the secondary. Y'all know how I feel about the Ravens' secondary. Lamar Jackson lost that game. Plain and simple. He had a bad snap. Um, He recovered the snap. Made a great effort. All he had to do was throw the ball away. Yep. On on fourth down, or even if you go for it on fourth down, I'm okay with that. Um... But instead, he tried to throw a ball in double coverage to, like, an off-back or some shit, like number 44. I don't even know who the hell number 44 is. I guess it's our reincarnation of Juszczyk over in Baltimore. Yeah, it wasn't Juszczyk. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. 
And I'm like, first of all, don't throw the ball in double coverage to anybody. It's third and one. You have the lead. It's okay to punt. Yeah. And he threw that ball in double coverage. And because I was I was keeping up with it on my phone. And I'm like, okay, all right. They didn't get the fourth down. I mean, that, it's third and something. They'll either punt or whatever. And I looked up and the Giants were on the damn Baltimore six-yard line. And I'm like, what is this? What is this? And this is the team they march out every week. They want us to constantly believe. And to me, they just started it off all wrong. They started out wrong by not giving Lamar his money. And this dude is out here trying to do whatever he can to get paid to justify getting paid. And this is what you get. Because you don't have to be the damn hero every time. Sometimes you got to just simply play quarterback and get rid of the ball. So I'm just, right now, I am, I am, I am damn near about to put my fandom on suspension because the Jarvis is one thing to get beat. You know, if Buffalo comes out and, and beats us down 30 to 12 or 30 to 10 or whatever the case may be, 30 to 3, I don't give a damn. Hats off to Buffalo, we'll get better. You know? Yeah. But Kansas City was beating us in the playoffs in the regular season. Hey, I tip my cap to Kansas City. Kudos to them. Mm-hmm. When, when Peyton Manning would beat us in the playoffs, you know, with the Colts, hey, Peyton Manning had to call a masterful game to beat us. Pass out to Peyton Manning. But to come out and lose these games? Yeah. I can't get with that. It's terrible. Somebody somebody needs to step up to the podium and say, hey, it's on us. And not just say that, but show it with some action. Make some make some changes somewhere. Because you're going to look up and you're going to end up being 9-8 and eight out of the playoffs. That's certainly what it's starting to look like, T. Uh, well said. I appreciate you, you know, uh, just letting your frustration out with the Baltimore Ravens. Hey, I said all offseason, before the season started, Lamar, don't play. You don't have to. Show them how valuable you are when you're not playing. It showed the last four games last season when he didn't play, and they missed the postseason because of that. Yeah, I, I mean, if he didn't play, that they'd be, they'd be drafting first. That team is not good. It's not. It doesn't seem to be. Uh, They'd be drafting first if he wasn't there. But what makes it worse is the fact that you're right, T. They're losing these games. They're beating themselves up. They're not. Uh, this is mo. All of this is mainly self-inflicted wounds. They're not getting beat by anyone yet, and they very well could be six and zero right now. But they're three they and three. Are, are they three yeah. and three? Did I say it right? They're three and three. Okay, yeah. yeah. Right. Ah, I, I don't know what to say about it, man. But I tell you what, John Harbaugh. I'll say it again. What is he doing? What has he done? I've never been a fan. He's all right, but what can you tell me that makes him so great? Um, uh, and, and, and again, they're they're trying out. They're going to work out uh, wide receiver Deshaun Jackson, who wants to I'm still play football. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm, I'm sick of this shit too. Yeah. Quit getting these receivers past their primes. What do you, what do you want to get out of Deshaun Jackson? First of all, even Deshaun Jackson is prime. He only had two damn routes. Mm-hmm. And now you're about to get a thirty. That's it. And then you got to get a 36-year-old Deshaun Jackson and get what out of him? Yeah. That's a I'd good question. I'd go get Tavon Austin. Hmm. Wow, I forgot all about that. <laughs> I heard that name so in a long I. time. So, so did I until just now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I get where you're going with it, though. I get you. I get where you're going, you know, T. I mean, like, I just I just don't understand. I do not understand. And, and they always do this. And listen, I love Anquan Bowden. I love Steve Smith. Yeah. Those two guys played great. Deshaun Jackson isn't anywhere near that category as a receiver, so I want to make sure that I'm separating them from him. Mm-hmm. But like, we got to quit doing this, man. We got to quit trying to take the cheap way out with receivers. Yeah. Because we had we had an offseason where there were plenty of receivers out there for us to go and get. We didn't make a damn move. 
Yeah. Hmm. You could have gotten AJ Brown at a bargain price, but now you want to go out and sign Dan Deshaun Jackson. Thank you very much. And it, and right, and, and you know what? If, if you don't care about the receiver position, just fucking say that. It'll be done with it. But don't throw Deshaun Jackson in my face, and I think I'm supposed to get excited as a fan. Hell no, I'm not getting excited. And then if you're gonna do it that way, I mean, at least go get some some receivers with some size that can block for you. If you, you know what I mean. And Lionel, said it before obj is gonna make some he's gonna make him a, a, i don't know how much money he's gonna get here when he gets signed but for these next two months that he's a, available to play two three months he, he, they're gonna have to pay him for it because he's a hot commodity right now baltimore could definitely use him the rams could definitely use him green bay could definitely use him uh there's quite a few teams out there that could use him hell um arizona maybe well i would say arizona before they just made a trade for a wide receiver on Yesterday, early yesterday, as a matter of fact, Hollywood Brown is. They can still use him. Is that they can still use him? You're right. You're right. Robbie, Robbie Anderson not that good. They can still use him. Robbie Anderson, yeah. And speaking of not that good, again, I think Julie, Jerry, Judy, and Cortland Sutton, they, they they need to be better. I saw more from Demarius Thomas when I didn't think he was that good when Peyton Manning arrived that I'm seeing from these guys now that Russell Wilson has arrived. So look, OBJ and Christian McCaffrey, a hot commodity. They could be used very well somewhere with these teams. Speaking of teams that could use an OBJ or a Christian McCaffrey or something, maybe in Dominican Sioux, the San Francisco 49ers. They look shitty as hell on Sunday. Uh, Nick was trying to tell me, hey, you don't want to, you don't want to jump on that three and three. That three and three was available for me, but I didn't think that was the game. Uh, I know it seems like Jamatria only exists when it's not including the 49ers, but that is neither here nor there. That's not the, that's not it at all. I just didn't see the Niners losing that one. I thought that they would kind of go on a roll before Kansas City comes to town. Now Kansas City's coming to town, and you have to win more games that you probably shouldn't be winning because you've lost games that you should have won. Now, again, the San Francisco 49ers are banged the hell up. First, let me get that out of the way. They're banged the F up. Uh, don't you know? Oh, I'm sorry. Before I continue, Terrence and Nick, the Baltimore Ravens lost. Do you react or relax? And it sounds like Terrence is already reacting, but just, if, if he's still here with us, I want to 
I want him to say that, though. React or relax with Baltimore. And Terrence is already gone. Nick, do you re- do you react or relax with Baltimore? Oh, oh, I'm absolutely reacting if I'm them. And I think I speak for Terrence in saying that as well. I think he, he pretty much made that clear yeah. with his take. But I'm, at, I'm absolutely reacting. I mean, they, they got some work to do. Um, you know, the, their offense has become very one-dimensional. It's, it's Lamar Jackson a Bud. And uh, teams are starting to key on that and be able to make some changes to, to uh, keep them at bay. And so, you know, particularly in the second half of the game, uh, the Ravens offense hasn't shown up. And that's, that's a good part of what's precipitated a lot of these comebacks that seems to have made on them. So, yeah. uh, they got to they gotta make some changes for sure. For sure. They do. They do. Okay, so back to the Niners on React or Relax. I think it's time to react as well with the 49ers. And I say that because did you know that out of the 11 projected defensive starters, and we're talking about the Niners now, out of the 11 projected defensive starters in, entering this season, the 49ers only have two healthy now. Only two out of the 11 We've got Bosa out now who didn't play on Sunday. Armstead, Eric Armstead in the interior D-line still out. Kinlaw, DeForest Buckner's replacement, and he ain't his replacement really, but he's still out. He's a better run stuffer. We're getting carved right up the middle. Uh, Of course, Jimmy Ward out. Emmanuel Mosley, corner, out for the season. Man, we're struggling, man. We are really, really struggling. We're very thin now, and, you know, having death is good on your roster, but we all know what death means. It means that you do have more players, but if they're not starters, it's a reason for that. Do we have some backups that that could start in other places? Yes, we do, but the Falcons had a good game plan, and I just want to say what the Atlanta Falcons did on Sunday, that run game that they used, the run option pass, Everything that they did with Marcus Mariota is exactly the way Shanahan should have been using Trey Lance. And this is the reason why I blame Shanahan for getting Trey Lance injured in that week two game, running in between tackles and whatnot uh, against the Seattle Seahawks. I never really made that rant or gave my rant on Shanahan because I tried to be patient with him when everybody else is saying, oh, he's inconsistent. Oh, he's no offensive guru. He doesn't give his players a chance. He believes in his scheme more than he does the talent. Well, all that shit is true. And Shanahan, I want you out. It's time to go, buddy. You got your hat. Get your coat. Pack your things and let's go. For real. Let's go. And I last week, I wanted to see you score points. You done that. It wasn't all just the offense lighting it up, but you thought that you could just spread it out, I guess, and help the defense out. Well, to help the defense out, you need to kill the clock. And you need to run the ball more. We didn't run the ball much at all. And this is what happens, as I said before, all you Jimmy Garoppolo lovers. <laughs> I heard somebody say G- uh, Jimmy Midopolo. Look, guys, this is the reason why I was bitching when Trey Lance went down. Because I knew that when the run game goes away, or if anybody takes the run game away, we're screwed. Jimmy Garoppolo had 42 pass attempts. Uh-uh, uh-uh. That ain't how the Niners are going to win a football game with him as a starting quarterback. He doesn't need any more than 20 to 25 passing attempts. I'll say it again. He doesn't need any more than 20 to 25 passing attempts. And um, he looked bad. He didn't look bad. I'll take that back. But he didn't look great either. Brandon Ayuk had a good game. He's listening to the Great Debate Show. I asked him to step up. He had two touchdowns. He had a few more yards, a few more catches. He stepped up. But the Niners, they're looking bad, man. They're just not looking good. And to put it bluntly, the Niners were simply outcoached by Dan Pease, defensive coordinator, and Arthur Smith dialing it up on offense. 
knowing how to use the speed and what they have on offense. And the D-line is not that bad. They were going up against a second and third team, uh, second and third string team for the 49ers. And, hey, man, that's just what happened. Uh, the wrong personnel was in there in crucial parts of the game. They abandoned the running game, which is not our identity at all. Uh, but look, it just has to get better. It just has to get better. And uh, that's the deep, these DCs are starting to shut Kyle Shanahan down uh, because they're studying his play calling. And I think Shanahan needs to study his own damn play calling. I don't see what everybody else is seeing. I don't see it. But the same type of offense that Atlanta Falcons ran is what we should be running with Trey Lance. And that's why I hate he's gone. There's no chance to make plays. Say what you will about Jimmy Garoppolo and the Niners, but we could be 3-3 three and three with Trey Lance as the quarterback and him learning, trying to figure out this game. We could be 3-3 three and three with him. We're supposed to win so many games with Jimmy, right? He's the veteran. He's this, he's that. If there's no ceiling for Jimmy, then why are we 3-3? Three and three? Why aren't we at least 4-2 and two or 5-1? and one? I call bull jive. Uh, I'm done, Nick. I just had to get that out. Trent Williams is still out. On the O-line, the O-line is not that good. Um, I think we should still go for OBJ. I'm sorry. I know Ayuk had a better game, but I think we need that third guy that can, you know, like really help Jimmy out on those third downs that we struggle at so much. Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, that's cool. But when we got Emmanuel Sanders in 2019, that's what got us over the hump, over the top, and into the Super Bowl. We need an Emmanuel Sanders. I think that would be OBJ. He, he gives us that energy. He brings that to the table. We probably won't do it. But what about Christian McCaffrey? We're still down and out on some of these running backs. And where's Mason? That's a pretty good running back. When are you going to play him? He's not getting any snaps. I don't see it. Tevin Coleman, old ass, on fourth and ones and third and ones. Why? When you've got Jeff Wilson who can do that. And he fumbles at, at times. Look, I told you guys this is going to be 2020 all over again. That's what it's starting to look like. I know I've been going on too long. 30 minutes of the show is gone, but I had to get that out the way. The Niners, they don't look good right now offensively. Don't tell me about how bad that defense was yesterday when the Niners only put up 14 fucking points. That ain't enough to win a football game, Kyle. You're supposed to be the offensive guru. You're supposed to be the innovative genius on offense. I can't tell. Nick, your thoughts on the Niners and the Falcons? Are you reacting or relaxing? In the words of the great Wisconsin philosopher, one Aaron Rodgers, R-E-L-A-X. Okay. Relax. Okay. And the reason, the reason I would say relax if I was a 49ers fan or, or, or speaking of the 49ers is for two reasons. One, which you mentioned, which, of course, you guys do have some injuries. Uh, your main guy from that, you know, should be should be coming back. Uh, and uh, uh, um, what's the tackle's name? I lost the name. That Trent Williams. Trent Williams. And... Uh, and and Nick Bosa, um, so that those are going to be two. Excuse me, two huge parts of your team that you'll get back for one, and then for two, your division's not that good. Um, so getting you know getting that kind of talent back on your team, and you know not having to worry about anybody because you got the Cardinals, the Rams who aren't what they were last year, obviously, and the Seahawks, which I got to eat some crow on the Rams because I, I definitely thought they were going to be better than what they've shown to this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the Seahawks, um, you know you still you still got a chance to win that division particularly with that talent coming back. So uh, if I'm a phone quarter, not a fan, you know, obviously you don't want to see losses to, to the Falcons. Um, that is a little bit of a special situation. I think you even tried to try to clue me in on that because obviously that's where Kyle Shanahan came from. Mm-hmm. So the people over there are pretty familiar with what he, you know, what he brings to the table. Um, but, you know, past that, 
from a 49ers fan, I, I can I can relax on this one and say, okay, hey guys, we're we're a little hurt. Uh, we got to get some guys back healthy. And uh, but the good thing is you're in a division that uh, that you know nobody's really running away with it. So um, I'm I'm relaxing on the 49ers. Okay, well I hope you're right, Nick. I really do. I just I I had to get I had to put that out there that rant because I am disappointed in Kyle Shanahan. And he is supposed to be the last person, and the offense is supposed to be the last part of the football game that, or the football field that I'm supposed to be worried about. That's that's supposed to be the least of my worries, but yet it's the most of my worries. I mean, that's not much D'Amico Ryan could have done yesterday. I just I just stated the Niners have two healthy starters out of the projected 11 coming into the season. What could he do? Uh, th- those are backups, man, point blank. Uh, Al Shahir, Greenlaw, all of these guys are out. Fred Warner running the line back and core by itself. It's just bad and very bad in the uh, interior D-line. But when Bosa went down, I knew, okay, here we go. And it's a growing injury, so he very well could miss Sunday's game. They got the Kansas City Chiefs coming into town at 3-3. Three and three. They need a win. So uh, we'll see how much I they're going to be. Probably rel- play. I think that's probably why he didn't play this week because they know they got Kansas City, and they damn sure going to need him for Patrick Mahomes. That's no doubt about it. Probably so, but he he could also re-aggravate that 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 growing trying to chase Patrick Mahomes' ass around the field too for four quarters. We'll see though. Very true. We'll see. All right. So Nick, uh, what what else games do we have? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost again. I keep on drinking this Tom Brady eight and three as a Super Bowl record Kool Aid, and then he keeps losing every time I say it. <laughs> the Steelers of all teams upset Tampa Bay. My brother once again said. Watch out for that Stiller game against the Buccaneers. It's time for Mike Tomlin to win a game here. I'm like, eh, yeah, it won't be today. And it was. Mike, what's going on with the Buccaneers, Nick? Do you react or relax? I, I think I'm reacting on this one, man. Uh, you know, that, that's a game they definitely shouldn't have lost to the Steelers. Uh, I've heard some, definitely seen a couple of different jokes as regard, in regards to uh, Tom Brady and, of course, his, you know, his off-the-field situation and, and you know, right. things along that, that line. But uh, but I'm not gonna get into that. But certainly, uh, you know that 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 is a concerning loss for sure for the Buccaneers. Uh, I think they've lost what two in a row at this point. Uh, they 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 got to figure some things out, man. I know they've had some injuries, uh, particularly in their receiving core as well. But that that defense is not uh, not what it was, not what it has been the last couple of years since Brady's been there. Uh, and the offense is starting to struggle, like I said, due due to those injuries. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, and and maybe maybe it's maybe Tom Brady is finally. Uh, reaching the edge of that cliff and starting to starting to fall over it. I know Max Kellerman <laughs> has been one that said that some six seven years ago. I think Brady's won three Super Bowls since then. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, it, it may be about that time now where he's, you know, with the age and the attrition and and everything else is going on, is a uh, start to catch up with it. So if I'm a Bucs fan, I'm I'm starting to hit the panic button. A little. I'm at least looking at the panic button. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this is vice versa. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you on this one as you just disagreed with me on the last one. And I hope you're right because that was my team. For crying out loud, I would like to relax with them, but I had to react today. As far as Tampa Bay, I'm going to still relax because the last time I checked, the Buccaneers still have Fournette in the backfield with Mike Evans and Godwin. And Gronk will be back more than likely, let's be honest. And everything will click. Everything will, they'll get it back going. Uh, I don't know what's going on right now with the defense. They're inconsistent as well. The offense is struggling more than anything, though. So this has been the biggest surprise. I just still think it's their way of saying or showing you, come off the Tampa Bay bet, put your money on this team or that team, Buffalo. Look how good Buffalo looks. Look how good this team looks. 
the Buccaneers aren't going anywhere, and I think I still think they will. I still have faith in Brady, Matt Ryan, and Russell Wilson for the Broncos and the Colts because of my predictions of them winning their respective divisions. So I'm not going to jump off the wagon just yet, but it does look like Brady's got one foot hanging off the cliff and the other one on a banana peel. We'll see. Speaking of goats and legends, living legends, well, a lot of people think Aaron Rodgers is one as well. So in a story of two goats, we should say, I guess, he lost again as well to the Jets. Back-to-back weeks, he loses to New York teams. In London, in Green Bay, he ain't even been to the Big Apple. React or relax. I told you all that Green Bay doesn't look that good on defense, and they're struggling because outside of Randall Cobb, he's not getting a lot from his receivers, and now Cobb is injured. Talking about another team that could use OBJ, Nick. Do you react or relax with the Green Bay Packers losing yet another game to the New York Jets? It's like uh, Brady and Rogers have in common that they are, you know, among, among the goats. And since Brady obviously is is the goat, uh, they both need to be be reacting at this point because uh, the big thing with the Packers is, is the thing that we saw coming into the season that I personally thought that Aaron Rodgers would be able to overcome as he has for a lot of his career, and that is uh, their, their lack of talent at receiver. Uh, you know, they they didn't go get anybody to replace Devontae Adams, and the guys that they have in there are Romeo Dobbs and. And Christian Watson and those guys, you know, they, they may turn into good receivers, but they're not there yet. Um, and, and the frustration, you know, for Aaron Rodgers is, is definitely noticeable, definitely palpable there. Um, and just, I'll tell you what now, the Jets showed them played a good, good game. I heard something, uh, I think, earlier today or yesterday that I hadn't considered, but it's probably true. Uh, right now, they're looking at having both the offensive and defensive rookies of the year and, uh, and Brees Hall and Sauce Gardner at corner on the other side. Uh, and, they, and they showed up and got it done. Robert Salai is... is Constantly stacking up those receipts. Boy, he's going to be able to write a book of receipts here before too long. Um, and, and with the direction you got the team going, they're four and two now. Uh, so if I'm, if I'm the Packers, I'm starting to react a little bit. You know, it's it, uh, it maybe even more so than the Bucks to be honest, just because uh, as I mentioned with the Bucks, that that padding button does include uh, Rob Gronkowski, as I, as I think I heard you mention when we were talking about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Packers don't have that. They don't have a way to bring bring Devontae Adams back. You know, he's in Vegas, and that's not going to change anytime soon. So, uh, if I'm the Packers, I'm definitely starting to start to panic a little bit. The defense is not showing to be uh, what we thought it was going to be going in. Obviously, one of those touchdowns he, he just had was from a uh, return of a block point. But uh, past that, the offense still put up 21 of those points. Yeah. And so, if I'm the uh, if I'm the Packers, that's that's concerning for me to come from a Jets team that uh, you know obviously got a young quarterback in there that's still trying to find his way. Yeah, uh, when you got Brees Hall being able to run the ball down your throat like that for 116 yards and touchdown, you don't have to throw it that many times. That's true. Uh, okay, and so uh, real quick here, we, we're about to wrap this up, uh, and I know we we we've got to we got to get out of here. But Nick, uh, I didn't know that on Sunday Bill Belichick was just one win away from tying George Hollis in all time wins. And um, hell, if I also knew that he was he had a chance to tie that record going into Cleveland against a team where, hey, the Cleveland Browns is where he started his coaching career. What a storyline, and I missed it. I thought Cleveland would win, but I didn't know about this. Of course, Belichick is going to go back to Cleveland and win and tie George Hollis for all-time wins in the NFL as a head coach. And, um, hey, we did a lot of talking, and uh, the media, not us really, we just said we didn't know what to expect from the Patriots. With no OC, no DC. What what are the what are what is New England doing here? Looks like they're doing just fine. 
Uh, what are they now? Three and three, but they got out to like a 0 and three or a one and three start. Now two straight. They're undefeated with Zappy. Even though the cow, the hangar with Mr. Cooper Rush, maybe I have to put that to bed. But do we have a quarterback controversy in New England now in Foxborough with Zappy and Mac Jones? He's rehabbing from a high ankle sprain, but the Patriots have not missed a beat since he's been gone. React or relax. Well, this is not a react or relax. I'm sorry. The Browns are the Browns without Deshaun Watson. We don't know how that's going to play out with Deshaun Watson, but just real quick on the Patriots. They're better than what people projected them to be. The defense is still good, and they put up almost a 40-burger, putting up more points. So is there a quarterback controversy in Foxborough, or am I just, you know, jumping the gun again, to, uh, Nick? I will say not yet. Um, and I say that because, uh, obviously, you know, Bill Belichick made, made a decision, was, was obviously, you know, one made a decision to draft Mac Jones 15th overall. By the same token, Bill Belichick, you know, has shown to be one of those guys that, hey, the best player is going to play. Um, so I would say not yet, but the thing about it is putting your eyes on Baby Zappi and seeing what, what he does in comparison to what Mac Jones does. I haven't really seen anything that Mac, Mac Jones can do that Bailey Zappi can't. Mm -hmm. um, and so so with that being said, the team's winning right now. Uh, I can't remember what Mac Jones' injury was or how much longer he'll be out. But uh, if he's going to be out for a while, he, he definitely needs to be um, be looking over his shoulders and, okay, I, I might have a problem here. Bailey Zappi was 309 yards and two touchdowns on Sunday. Uh, so it's not as if it's a situation where he was, you know, carried by the defense or, or carried by a run game or anything like that. Uh, Roger Stevens had a good game, 76 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. But uh, Bailey Zappi absolutely did his part in, in this song. So uh, I, I would definitely be looking over my shoulder if I'm, if I'm Mac Jones and trying to see, you know, if they, I, I can't remember what the injury was or something that's a, that's a three, four, three to four-week injury. If I'm him, I'm trying to make it closer to three than four. Uh, because the longer Bailey Zapp is out there and able to put good tape on there, the uh, the more chance there is that he's going to continue to be out there even when you're healthy and ready to go. So uh, yeah. if, I, if I'm Mac Jones, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a little concerned about that. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, oh, Zappy, I told you it was just something about that name. He has that. I saw a few throws uh, in Green Bay. Even though they lost that game, they almost beat them. I'm like, you know, the Patriots don't look that bad uh, with Zappy. So, yeah, here we go. New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, triple Bs, baby. They're three and three. They're back in the ball game. They're no worse than Tampa Bay and Brady and what they're doing. So, watch out. Belichick. Bill Belichick, bitch. He said, I ain't going anywhere anytime soon. He still knows how to get wins. And he's a one win away from, I guess, being an all-time, an all-time, uh, in the all-time lead as far as head coaching wins, victories. That's not easy to come by. Uh, okay. I don't know. I think we may be it. That may be it. Nick, uh, am I leaving anything out? We talked about your Eagles. They're still undefeated. They look like the best in the league. My Niners, you said just relax. They'll be fine, but they got to get some – some of these players back healthy because we are beat up bad, terribly. And we've also talked about the Broncos and their offensive struggles as they continue. We talked about Terrence and we let him rant on his Ravens. And he he was very honest about Lamar Jackson costing them that game because he did. I was, I was surprised to hear him say that, but I'm glad that he did. So I didn't have to mention it. Uh, the Giants. Nick, Nick, are you – Okay. One thing you definitely missed that I'm surprised you, you didn't point out, uh, particularly when you brought up Bill Belichick, Ty, and George Hallis, uh -huh. um in this game against the Browns, 
Now ask yourself who the Patriots play next week. Who do they who do they play next week? They play the Bears on Monday night. It is the Bears. That's who he coached, right? George Hollis? That is who he, that's who he founded and coached. Man, what a coincidence, Nick. Wow. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thank I, you for I, I, I was really I was really expecting that one out of you after, after you brought that up. I wanted to ask who the Patriots play next week. Oh, damn, they play the Bears. Ain't that something? Yeah, no, nah, I hadn't got to that yet. I'm sure before Monday night it would have hit me, but no, not yet. And, again, that's that third eye that you're using, Nick. You're paying attention as well, even though I know you may like to play around with it sometimes, but you see. You see these things. They, they, and, do, they do play in New England instead of Chicago, so there's that. If they play in Chicago, yeah. I'd really be tripping right now, but they play, they, it's a home game for the Patriots. Well, they're in New England because they're more than likely going to win, and they're going to pick them up, and they're going to tote them to the tunnel. You know, they're going to carry them away. So they would probably rather do that at home. That's all. That's probably the only difference. This is going to be dreadful to watch probably because the Bears' offensive line is bad. The Bears' wide receivers are pretty bad. And Justin Fields, just he just can't get any justice with this type of lineup, this roster that he's forced to work with. Uh, Belichick is just going to eat them up all day. I mean, he's going he's gonna to be pretty stifling, uh, suffocating. They're not going to do much. We can go ahead and predict that now. I'm sure the Patriots will win, and he will be all-time then as far as head coaches. And, yeah, what a coincidence he's doing that against the team that George Hollis coached, the Bears. Here we go. Uh, it's starting to look up, though. Things are starting to look up for the Patriots. Uh, who else am I missing here? We ta- Oh, Nick, you didn't tell me about the Giants. We talked about the Ravens on React and Relax, but you didn't say, are the Giants for real now? You didn't come around last week after they upset Green Bay. Now what do you say after they beat Lamar Jackson? Yeah, I I, I think I'm there with him. I, I'm like, okay, you know that that yeah that was one I definitely didn't expect him to win. I thought the Ravens would go out there and get it done. Right. Saquon uh, is definitely making his bid for for comeback player of the year. Uh, maybe even you know consideration for offensive player of the year. You know, a little bit behind maybe Josh Allen and and kind of that sort of thing. So I'm I'm a ride with the Giants. I mean, you know, they have five and one at this point, second in the NFC East. Uh, which I'm, I'm perfectly happy to have them right behind it as opposed to the Cowboys, so that's fine. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to say they're legit. I'm going to say they got a chance to, uh, to definitely get a wild card spot. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what things go for them. But uh, Brian Dable has definitely made, made a difference on that team and, and it kind of brought them around. Yeah, well, that's enough NFL talk. The New York Giants, I have said that I, I, I like what Dable. We missed, we missed the big game of this other week. Missed the, big, the other big game of the weekend, which is the Chiefs and the Bills. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. Chiefs and Bills, yeah, yeah. Um, Kansas City lost. I got that one right, finally. That's something that I was writing about. The Chiefs lose to Buffalo. It took the last drive, the last play damn near for it to happen, but that that's just like a Kansas City-Buffalo Bill game that you would expect. The Bills won, the Chiefs lost, and this worries me, Nick, because the Chiefs are coming to San Francisco with a loss under their belt. You don't want to piss off Patrick Mahomes coming to your team. I'll, even though I think we will win because usually we bounce back from looking as bad as we look Sunday after the monsoon. It's been inconsistency in San Francisco, but I, I'm thinking that this is the week that we bounce back. Uh, but again, it's the Chiefs. Chiefs and Bills. Bills won. I don't know. There's, I don't really have much from it. I mean, we got what we thought we would get. You know, two teams going back and forth uh, in a slobber knocker. And Buffalo got the best of them in the regular season, which they tend to do these days. But they don't when it matters the most in the postseason. We'll see how that goes. But, Nick, just give me your take on it. I just think that what happened, I thought what happened. Josh Allen is just a bad boy. And sometimes he can just make one play more than you can. And he was able to do that on Sunday. 
Yeah, certainly it was. It wasn't quite the offensive explosion from a points perspective that I think a lot of people expected. Uh, twenty-four to twenty being the final score, and uh, definitely and not covering that over. That's because of Von Miller. I didn't mean to interrupt. That's because fifty-four to, 54 to half, and you're absolutely right. That was because of Von Miller. He definitely uh, made his presence known. I think I had him. I think I heard him referenced as uh, nicknamed as the closer a couple of times during that broadcast just because of, you know, he makes those timely plays to try to close the game out. Mm-hmm. And uh, even on, on the final offensive play for the Chiefs, when uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, threw that pick, it was due to pressure from Von Miller. Um, you know, he, he gets in there and makes those plays. And he's, you know, that's why he's one of the better pass rushers that we've seen in this league. Uh, obviously, Stephon Diggs continue to be consistent. Another 10 catches, 148 yards, and a touchdown there. Uh, better game than expected from Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, I think his best game so far is the Chiefs. Five catches, 113 yards, and a touchdown for him. Uh, but the Bills, I think, shows it to be overall the better team, uh, at least for now. And uh, as you said, you know, the Bills have beaten them in the regular season before. And But it, it definitely seems you guys are on a crash course to see each other again in the playoffs. And uh, hopefully in the AFC Championship game, uh, you know, this year and many years to come. Yeah. Okay. And um, that's pretty much it for the NFL. We went through it tonight. It's a Tuesday. The NBA returns. Like, for real, NBA for real. Back, baby. It's back. No more BS. No more preseason. These games count. And, uh, Nick, I don't, I'm, I'm sure you're probably not looking at the lineup right now. Um, but, right. but we have some games. Oh, Dak Prescott is set to return Sunday against the Detroit Lions. We forgot to mention that no. part. Um, of course, he's going to return after the Eagle game. Um, but, hey, I'm not going to argue about it. Cooper Rush, if he had to beat the Eagles... I'd still be talking a lot of smack. We'd also have a guest who was a Cowboy fan on the show, but he's not here. He was ready last night, but, hey, we didn't do it last night. So we'll, we'll get back to it. The good thing about it is the Eagles and the Cowboys play again this season. Um, now, back to the NBA. We've got a a nice card. Am I mistaken? I think it's the Lakers and the Warriors. Are they are they playing tonight? I think. Lakers and Warriors are the late game. 76 is at Celtics. It's a 6-30 game. Okay, Philly, Philly at Boston first. Okay, Boston Celtics, the uh, Eastern, the, the defending Eastern Conference champions. Uh, they open up the season against Embiid and the Sixers at Harden. I would love to see what Harden has got. What is he bringing to the table this season? Is he back? Is he better than ever? Is he the old form of, J- of James Harden, or is he still that guy that we're just scratching our head wondering who is this? He look, it, it, his name is on the back of the jersey, but I'm not sure if that's him. So let's see what what we get from the from them. Uh, who else we got? Uh, so that's the doubleheader on television. That actually may be the only games coming on, and then everybody will play on. Yeah, then everybody will play on Wednesday night, uh, more than likely. And I can't wait. Uh, NBA season has officially begun. Uh, those games are on TNT tonight. Uh, the Lakers and the Warriors. I don't know why the Lakers. It's the Lakers though. I guess that's just what they do. They have to be on on television, prime time. But they're playing in Golden State. I don't expect the Lakers to win. But then again, I don't know what's going on with James Wiseman. Is he ready to go? Is he playing or is he still out? Um, What's going on with him? Jordan Poole just got signed. Some big money. He's extended. Wiggins just got extended. And I think you you and Terrence was texting us as that happened. And you said, what did y'all say in the group? That Draymond is so out of there. Uh, just real quick, your thoughts on Draymond and the Warriors and how that's going to go now that these other guys have gotten paid, and he has. Yeah, I, I think I think it's pretty clear that this is probably Draymond's last season. 
uh, in the Golden State Warriors jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as we say, you know, and, and you know, to this point, we still don't really know what the entire emphasis for the for the I, I call it a fight very loosely with him and Jordan Poole. Uh, we don't know really what what the cause of that was, but um, amongst us, I, we, we consider that it may be the fact that they were competing for the same money. Yeah, uh, Draymond, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's looking to get a hundred plus plus million dollar contract, um, which is what they just signed both Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins too. And so, you know, at, at this point, as they've had, I think for the past five or six seasons running, uh, the Warriors have got the highest luxury tax, tax and salary cap bill uh, in the league. And so, you know, I, I don't see how they could or would add another hundred million dollars to that for Draymond Green, who, uh, you know, he's a good player. He's definitely been an integral part of their success. Um, over the last roughly decade or so in terms of the titles they've won. Uh, but, he, he, you know, it's the business, and, he, and he's kind of starting to get over that hill a little bit where he is not uh, doesn't have the same impact or the same uh, – carry the same weight as, say, Steph Curry or Clay, or Clay Thompson. And then, obviously, certain, and then, you know, we got the guys that they just signed in Jordan Poole and, and Andrew Wiggins, and then, of course, the young guys and uh, Jonathan Kaminga and, and uh, James Wiser, who I think you just mentioned um, – you know, all those guys will be coming for their money for too long. And so uh, that definitely kind of squeezes Draymond out. Um, they're looking to replace them both from a salary perspective as well as from a uh, from a produ- produ- production perspective. Um, that being said, I still expect the Golden State Warriors to be a great team this year. I uh, expect them to win this game tonight. The Lakers uh, got a couple of guys on the injury report. Uh, suddenly they're, they're quote-unquote big three. Um, all three are listed as day-to-day. I think they're all expected to play tonight. Uh, but they all do have, you know, just little nagging injuries. All those guys are either starting to people up there in years. Westbrook uh, is one of them, right? Yeah, yeah. Westbrook's got a, got a hamstring. I think LeBron's got an ankle or something. And I think Anthony Davis is his back. Uh, again, I think they're all expected to play tonight. Um, Steve Kerr did say that his guys aren't quite ready to play. You know, his starters aren't ready to play 30-plus minutes. I kind of feel like that may be a bit of a smoke screen. I think I do expect um, to see some good minutes, particularly out of Steph Curry. Um, you know, maybe not so much out of Clay, just because, you know, even though he did come back last year and certainly play well, well enough for them to win the title, uh, you know, they still want to be, I think they still want to be at least slightly cautious with him um, as he continues to come back from those uh, back-to-back injuries that he had to the ACL and the, and the uh, Achilles. Um, but I expect the Warriors to win. Like I said, they're, they're the reigning champs. They'll get the ring tonight. They're a great team. Uh, and I expect them to, to continue to show that tonight. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, that's it. We're, we're out of time, ladies and gentlemen. We got to get out of here. It's been a good one. Um, I hope everybody has a terrific Tuesday and uh, uh, a productive week for the rest of your week. We'll be back at you on a Friday morning with uh, Thursday night's uh, game. What, who is Thursday night again, Nick? Uh, oh, yeah, the Saints and the uh, Cardinals. Hopefully this is much better than the last two games that we've had to endure. It has been um, very painful to watch some of these games, and the Broncos do not need to be in any more primetime games this season. That's enough. Even if they get it together, we're straight. Uh, snooze, you lose. Uh, but anyway, let's see if Amazon Prime can get can do a little better this Thursday with the NFL, uh, with the Cardinals and the Saints. We'll talk about that. Uh, since we're going to be talking about that game after it's over, when we come back, quickly, Nick, your uh, uh, who do you have? As far as the pick them, who, who are you picking on the Cardinals and Saints? I think that game is in Arizona. The game is in Arizona. It is on my birthday, actually. Uh, and it is the Cardinals. The Cardinals are a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, obviously, they just signed uh, – um, Robbie just traded for Robbie Anderson to replace 
Marquise Brown, who's expected to miss about six weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they will also get DeAndre Hopkins back this week. I think that all adds up to a Cardinals win. Um, and that's, that's hard for me to say because I'm not a big fan of the Cardinals. Yeah. But the benefit for me is that uh, my Eagles own the Saints' first-round pick next year, so the more they lose, the better that pick is. Ah, I'm going with the, the plot thickens. Okay, I got you. <laughs> Makes sense. I'm going with the Cardinals as well. This is probably the last time I'm picking the Cardinals, even though I know D-Hop is on his way back. But I worry about that also because uh, the Tennessee Titans have a left tackle, Taylor Lewan. He's been getting hurt quite a bit here lately the past few seasons. We thought he was a monster, you know, pretty good, a beast. But then he got caught with the PH, I mean, um, uh, some PEDs or some kind of substance abuse policy that he, you know, um, he he didn't follow. He didn't, yeah, he, he violated it. Yes, that's the word I'm looking for, violated. And he was suspended. He came back. He was not the same. He came back this season. Mm, meh. And then he got hurt and he went down again. I think it was whatever it was he was taking. Maybe it was the juice. Whatever that was. Hey, what about DeAndre Hopkins? As good as we said and thought that he was, was it him on some juice or something? We'll find out. And that's how you pay attention to that is are these guys just as good after they get busted, you know, after they violate that substance abuse policy? If they come back and they steal ball, then that means it wasn't so much that or they're still doing it. They're just not getting caught this time. Who knows? But we can't wait to see how D-Hop does at two and four without him, it definitely shows who's the MVP of that Cardinal team is. But with the addition of Robbie Anderson, if he plays on this first game, it's a little early to get acclimated into the, the offense. But if he plays Thursday, and Andy Dalton has been up and down with the New Orleans Saints, they're ready to bench Jameis, and I don't know why he hadn't even been playing. He's been hurt. They wanted him to get a win last week so they could say, hey, Andy, this is your team now. But he didn't win. So I don't know what to say about the Saints anymore. Me and Nick might have whiffed on that one big time. We thought that the defense would be good enough. It is, but the offense just not good enough. Michael Thomas still not healthy enough. These guys aren't playing. Jarvis Landry, all these guys are out every week. So I don't know what's going on with the Saints. They're having injuries on offense. And uh, Taysom Hill is the reason why they won the last game. So, um, no, the Saints did win the last game then. Was I no? They lost against Cincinnati. They won the week before that. Okay. Anyway, Saints Cardinals. We're both going with the Cardinals. We guess in at home on Thursday night. That's it. We're out of here. It's been a good show. Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, the Great Debate Show is available wherever you get your podcast. Download, subscribe. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all of that stuff. And um, again, we appreciate you listening. You could have been anywhere in the world right now, but you're here with us today. We appreciate it. That's it. Nick, you got anything else? Eagles and Ole Miss still undefeated. That is true. He will not. He will not let us forget that as long as they're still undefeated. Congrats. This is your year. I hope I hope, I hope. hope it, you know, continues and bigger and better things happen for you, uh, at least for one of them. Maybe not both, but at least for one of them. Now, if it happens for both, I need you to get me a lottery ticket or something. I don't know. Man, maybe it's just that type of year for you. Uh, and happy birthday, uh, early, happy early birthday. We'll say it prematurely now, uh, because your birth, hold on. Is it Thursday or is it before Thursday? It's Thursday. Okay. Well, we can say it Thursday night when we come back and get ready for our Friday's episode, but either way, happy birthday. Does that make you a Libra or a Scorpio? Libra. So you are still Libra. Okay. Gotcha. All right. It is Libra season and it's almost coming to an end though. Uh, I have a cousin that just had a birthday on the 16th. 
and uh, happy birthday to her also. Uh, happy birthday, LaQuita. Love you. Uh, all right, that's it, Nick. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your birthday weekend. And uh, we're going to get out of here. We will be back for more of the Great Debate Show. Week 7 is approaching. And the NBA season tips off tonight. All right, that's it. Uh, the Warriors will get their rings. Oh, usually when they get their rings, they lose. They lose, but I don't see them losing to the Lakers. But anyway, uh, we're out of here. Y'all have a good one. Peace out. Get up.